so I'm, I'm very happy to be talking with Miss Bethany Walker, who um, I guess, well, actually it's kind of funny. So we graduated together and mm -hmm. the, the funny thing about this was that um, we didn't really kind of get to know each other until like the second, kind of, well, kind of like third year, like a little bit of first semester yeah. then. Typical memory, yeah. That's right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And I actually remember, so uh, uh, without giving too much away, um, I'll say kind of what happened. And I think we were, um, I think it might've been around exam period or something. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I was working in the con room and then you were, you came in, you were doing your thing. And then I went to go home, uh, cause I was done. And, uh, and then on the way out, uh, we started talking and I think we ended up talking for like three hours or something. Like it was like two or three hours. It was ridiculous. Oh, I do remember this with Eve, I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if he, he was there for a bit, but then I think he took think so many, so many like chats in the conference. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then it was funny. And I remember you and I had a really interesting conversation about a lot of things, probably none of which will be talked about today, but. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of other good things. <laughs> and I remember I came back, um, I, I left the car room and I, I came back home and I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Milan and I was like, hey, like, have you ever talked to Bethany? And, uh, and he's like, I mean, like a little bit, not really. I'm like, dude, she's so sick. Like, <laughs> I like really, and it was actually, and then we kind of had this conversation and um, it was quite funny. Cause I actually, one of my, I don't regret a lot. But one of the things I actually do regret a little bit, for sure, was that I didn't kind of, uh, we didn't get the chance to kind of uh, sort of become friends in university. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, in your head, you're probably like, yeah, you know, fuck you. But like, you know what I mean, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of funny. But um, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm really happy to have you on. I've been looking forward to this all week. So uh, I'm quite yeah. excited. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just kind of um, we um, we we discussed uh, some some topics to uh, go over today, and uh, I'm sure, like every other podcast, we'll we'll go off on our tangents, and it'll be a good time. <laughs> but um, just to start off, uh, obviously, I know who you are, but tell yeah. us a little bit about where you're from, what you're doing, and uh, give us give us the rundown. Yeah. Um... Uh, when, whenever anyone asks me that, I, I think, oh God, I'm, I'm really not that interesting. I know, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so I'm actually from the South Coast um, in the UK, so um, from a place called Portsmouth, so it's really different to Guildford, obviously, where we went to university, um, so it was really nice, actually, to move away and sort of just experience a bit more of a new place. Um, yeah, so both of us obviously went um, and did our law degrees from 2017 to 2020, so obviously we are the class of COVID, um, so that's that's brilliant, but <laughs> we got our law degree, so that's the main thing. Um, yeah, and then at the moment, I'm, um, I suppose what everybody would call it in America as being in law school. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's not called law school here, but everybody likes to say it is. Um, yeah, so I'm just there at the moment, um, and then I uh, start as a trainee solicitor next year so I have to pass law school to get there so it's kind of I'm living like my sort of legally blonde moment at the moment <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
I can appreciate that. That's always a good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you finally become a lawyer, uh, and I guess that's the other funny thing too, because back home, it's. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people are both barrister and solicitor. Yeah, uh, I think that's right. Yeah, there's a but whereas there's a line here. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. obviously, some people are uh, law people listening to this, so they they kind of get it. But yeah, solicitor, so what's that? What are you doing with that? Um, yeah, so uh, the way it works here, well, it's, the legal education is actually changing um, in the UK, but as it currently stands, you'll um, if you're looking to be a solicitor like I am, you'll train for two years. So that could be in um, four different departments. So at the moment, I'm kind of thinking that I quite like the um, sort of private client side to things as opposed to commercial, as much as I really enjoy sort of um, dealing with businesses as we are in law school at the moment I, I do really feel like you you can probably say the same thing you know when we did family law at university when we did medical law and clinical negligence and stuff like that like I find that so interesting because it's it's literally real people's lives it's tangible emotions um so I think I'm sort of looking to go down that route so in my training I'll hopefully sit in departments that are private client based so I can get more of a feel for it and then yeah after the two years you then qualify but obviously your qualification is essentially the beginning of your journey like just because you're qualified it doesn't mean you can you know <laughs> go out and do everything because you really can't you're still so junior at that point and I suppose it's quite similar to doctors in that sense like just because you have qualified as a doctor like you know they're not going to send you in for the most complex operations and you know when you've got someone's like life at your hands sort of thing so it's the same sort of thing. So um, yeah, the way I see it is I, I like to have five-year plans. So I'm currently in the third year of my five-year plan to qualify. So then I kind of, I don't really see much, do you know what I mean? Like I take it in five-year chunks. So at the moment I'm just getting to qualification and then from qualification, it'll be a number five-year plan in terms of like where I want to specialize, where I want my niche to be. Um, so yeah, I'm just really taking it in manageable chunks and just seeing how it goes. Oh yeah, for sure. Sounds good. And um, it, it's funny. So it's, uh, it's just kind of funny. I, I know it's um, uh, not polite to uh, ask this, but just for the listeners, because I know uh, just, yeah. you, just, just for that couple of minutes just kind of makes me smile. How old are you? Uh, 21. <laughs> yeah. Very poised for 21, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. No, you're doing great. You're, the, the track you're on, you're doing great. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Oh, thank you. I feel like a 40 year old in my head sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I have I have that feeling too. I think that's why we get along because I, I think Yeah, I'm so I'm so much older than my actual age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a good way though. In a good way. Yeah, Not okay, yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, just kind of um one of the things that uh I, I was really excited to talk to you about was, uh, well, a few things, but but one of the things was that um, the, the reason that you stood out to me to, to have on the podcast was that, um, of course, you, you do law and, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're a part of that and you did really well, obviously, um, but you also did a lot of other things. So it's not yeah. just going to, going to classes and, and tunnel vision, you're doing a bunch of different things. And um, a lot of the stuff I thought was quite interesting. So uh, yeah, fill in the blanks there. Yeah, I mean, I 
kind of knew that I was always told so my parents didn't actually go to university but my stepdad did and he always told me you know you will get handed things on a plate at university but you won't when you leave and you know you go into the real world and I kind of like that really sort of resonated with me and I was like I've, I've really got to, you know make the most of any opportunities that come about um I suppose it started in first year um I don't know if you remember um me and obviously somebody else um on our course we were first year reps for the law society so we did that um and there was a little bit of charity work involved in that which was really cool um and I actually remember you coming to the event you were definitely there we did a quiz night (laughs) so many years ago now this is back in 2018 yeah I'm blanking a little bit I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was you were definitely there and um, yeah it was really <laughs> it was really cool to see so many people sort of come out for that um and yeah I suppose it just went on from there so I I found first year difficult in terms of like settling in but I made sure that I just you know made the most of the opportunity so did that um and then in second year second year was like a whole another level of things so um, because in the UK, um, so in England and Wales, when you get into your second year, you're eligible to apply for um, your training contract to be a trainee solicitor. So, so many more opportunities are opened up as soon as you enter into that second year of education. Um, so, like, literally, I, you know how close Guildford obviously is to London, but I was literally going to London, like, so often for different events. So, I went... Um, to so there's UKLA which is the environmental association um like a legal association in the UK I went to their like annual careers event and met so many different sort of lawyers whose you know job is about planning and sustainability and things like that and that was really cool and interesting um I went to a lot of firm open days um a lot you got a lot of free food though so that was amazing um yeah so I went to a lot of that and then I suppose one of the main things that um stands out in second year is um street law so um essentially like for anyone that doesn't know street law is an initiative which um it can come in a variety of forms but the way that we did it is that we went into the community and went to a school so we basically prepared a presentation there was four of us Um, And we went into a school and just gave a presentation on an area of law that they might not perhaps know about or might not ever go on to know about because it might be quite niche and something that, you know, you and I would have learned in our degrees, but, you know, not many other people know about it, but it's so integral to their sort of lives as well. Um, So that was really cool. We actually did um, the European Convention of Human Rights. So we did Article 8 and Article 10. Um, so I don't know if you can remember this from tort law in first year. <laughs> Were you quizzing me on my own podcast, Bethany? Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> That's a, cool. One of those articles for the people who don't know what they are? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so article eight is, um, so your right to privacy. So everybody obviously has a right to privacy, um, but there's obviously so many documentaries recently like the social dilemma and things like that that's so cool which obviously go into you know how we don't necessarily have our full privacy um and then that's obviously there's another article which is article 10 and that goes against article 8 so article 10 is freedom of expression so you know on one end of the spectrum we've got our right to privacy but on the other we've got our freedom of expression and those two really clash because you know, we're entitled to privacy, but then if you can ex- freely express anything, then where's the privacy in that? And I suppose that's what we were going out into the community to sort of just 
raise awareness of um you know these 16 year olds and 17 year olds that we were speaking to they're likely on their phones all the time and they I don't think like I I didn't necessarily realize until I was doing this um project as well but you know when you're accepting cookies and things like that like you're sending your data to like server farms it's insane and I've actually seen pictures now of server farms and it's just it's mad how much data is constantly being um, processed in order for them to make algorithms which then you know manipulate us into buying things it's it's crazy but um that yeah that was really good it was a really good project so I, I kind of want to back you up because you, you said a bunch of really good stuff so I'm like oh yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. take a notes so I'm like oh my goodness I gotta go back but um <laughs> Yeah, I got, um, maybe you and I will talk about it a, a different time, but um, <laughs> yeah, certainly with, um, <clears throat> when we were going over, uh, when we were talking about Article 8 and 10, uh, I guess we talked about in a few different courses that we had. Yeah, it comes up but, a lot. Um, yeah, I got some uh, pretty strong opinions on, on that okay. stuff, so I think we'll, uh, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to get in trouble, but uh, you, you <laughs> and I will talk about it a different time for sure. But, uh, but yeah, but anyway, I want to back you up because you touched on something that was really good. And um, so obviously you're 21 now. Mm -hmm. And when you would have started, you, I guess you would have been 18. Yeah. So when I did, yeah, I, yeah, I was 18 going on 19 when I started university. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I actually, uh, so I actually deferred uh, a year uh, yeah. when I got accepted. So um I, yeah, I'm 20. So I guess I was 21 when I when I came here. Um, now, okay, I, I guess it's a bit different, like, you know, moving to a different country. So, you know, I'm a bit older. So I guess that helps, uh, allegedly, right? But um, <laughs> being so young, I mean, being 18, and, you know, kind of actually kind of doing doing it a bit of the American way, which is very common in the states you you move and seems to be in the uk as well funny enough that you you don't go to university in the same town that you live it seems very right. common for people to stay you know stay within the uk but move around and yeah. for you moving um well actually i got a couple of things so um how difficult was the adjustment in the beginning and why surrey because i imagine you, you probably could have i'm sure you applied to a few different places yeah, yeah. So I actually applied to um, five different places. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that That's the sort of limit that they give you. Um, well, I think I can answer sort of why Surrey within actually the choices as well. Um, so I actually applied to um, the University of Cambridge um, mm. and I went through the interview process um, and obviously got declined. <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> that's why we know each other now. <laughs> um, but do you know what when I was going through that interview process I was realizing sort of because like you say you are so young when you're 18 and bearing in mind I was 17 when I was going through that interview process so you don't even know so, yourself so young oh yeah God. you have no idea about the world or about yourself or your personality or anything like that um so yeah I was doing that interview process and I was like do you know what this is a, an amazing place to go like um to get your education but I just personally I, I didn't think it was for me and I you know I, I'm not surprised that I got declined um because I, I I'm just not that sort of person and like do you know do you know what I mean like there's, there's oh, no yeah. shade at all I know what you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. no shade at all but I, I definitely needed 
um, somewhere where I could just be a bit more of a, I, I needed to be more of a well-rounded individual. Otherwise my life would literally just be law <laughs> and I would have, you know, nothing else going for me necessarily. Um, so I then uh, got declined from there and I was having a look at Surrey and Southampton and I think it was, Southampton was really close to home for me. Um, so Portsmouth isn't too far. So I kind of just thought, you know, I need to challenge myself a little bit more. Went to Surrey and it was pouring down with rain. It was so, sort of like the worst day, a, a bit like the weather we've been having this week. And it was just <laughs> like, I loved it still. And I think if you can still love a place and you've just got, you know, everything pouring down on it, like that, that's clearly your home. And I, I think I knew that. I think I knew that I could definitely make a home out of Surrey and where it was. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely why I picked it. Um, but even though, you know, moving on to what you said about what did you struggle with in first year and like, how did you settle in? I think as much as I love Surrey, it still didn't make moving any easier um but I'm so glad I did it so you know I'm about an hour up the road from my parents um so you know it's, it's close enough to keep on visiting but far enough to be independent and I think I think that's just what I struggled with it was just you think you're independent when you're at home and you're living with your parents but you're really not you you, you have you're so controlled in such a way that you know your dinner's put on the table for you <laughs> your clothes are washed like everything like that and when you move to university it's like it's totally different you have to create a schedule for yourself which is just something you haven't ever had to do before because you know you're literally juggling like adult life <laughs> um so I think that's what I struggled with and I think nobody really tells you about that you know there's one thing obviously you've got to make that schedule but there's also another thing in that you know you're learning to be independent but you're also having to learn to, to create like a work-life balance which is so difficult and I, I struggle with it now so yeah <laughs> Well, pe people for th their entire life struggle with that, that mm -hmm. work and personal life balance, right? So it's it's definitely not something, uh, you know, don't beat yourself up over it or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It is definitely difficult. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm assuming um, first year, were you, uh, you were living on campus? Yeah, yeah. So I was in halls of accommodation. So that was, um, yeah, that was all cool. Like it was nice to meet um, new people. Um, I think... Yeah, it's just, it's just such a weird situation though when you think about it, like you are literally chucked into a flat of seven people and you have no idea who they are. And it is, it's crazy, but you know, you, you do meet the greatest people. Like I've, um, some of the people that I've met from that flat, I still keep in contact with now. And quite a few of them were international students as well. So now I've got people I know, you know, in Egypt, I've got someone in America, it's, it's crazy. Canada. <laughs> when, I, when I leave yeah I'm never leaving yeah yeah well and it's funny because um <laughs> people always laugh when uh when I tell them so first year um it's so when I um so one of the questions that we're kind of getting into now was um what are the challenges that were unique to first second third year and some mm -hmm. overlap too and um you know, I've been thinking about that, you know, in preparation for today. And um, it's kind of funny because it, it, it's like the way I would describe the past three years certainly would seem, um, it's kind of tough to explain, but I think the easiest way to explain it was that for me, at least you had to kind of basically 
completely change. Well, not change, but you had, you had to evolve very yeah. quickly. And uh, for me, at least, I would say probably about each year, even just thinking right now, there are at least two or three things that happened per year, personal life and and or, you know, just university life where you really come to a crossroads and you, you know, you got you got to decide, am I going to grow? Am I going to, you know, or, or at least attempt, you know, attempt to, to improve or am I just going to get beat the hell up by, you know, whatever stressor is going on? And it was yeah. kind of funny because I'm a very social person and um, I can be very introverted, but I'm, I'm very social. And um, one of the things that was very funny was that when I moved, uh, I actually moved into a house that I was renting just by myself. So on, on uh, uh, Walnut Tree, close there, um, yeah. I, I was renting out that, that house. So I was living alone. I, uh, I moved here knowing nobody you know, sight unseen. I actually had never been to England when I, uh, when I got accepted in the university, I'd never been. So it was, um, it was kind of interesting. So definitely the first, oh, the, the first semester really was fucking ruthless because it was, you know, it, it, you don't realize like, oh man, like being alone all the time is not good. And it's kind of funny now with COVID, I think kind of everybody's getting a bit of a, a bit of a taste of that, but just for you, for, for that first year, um, I mean, you're social, you're friendly, right? You got a good personality. So was it difficult for you um, kind of finding good people to, to befriend or, or kind of wasn't too bad for you? I, I actually had it quite easy. I would say um, the way that, I remember how it worked out. So I think before we all moved, there was a WhatsApp group chat and I, I don't know if you were in it, but it was a long Yeah, one. I got kicked out of that. <laughs> I left anyway. Yeah, I was late to be invited. And then I was bitter about the fact that I, I wasn't in it. So that yeah. was, uh, yeah, I had, hey, I was, I was glad, I was happy with the result. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it was a fun time. <laughs> yeah, you weren't missing out, it's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was from that. And it was, I think I put in a message to the group chat and it must've been like a week or two before we actually moved into halls. Um, and I just said, you know, is there anyone living um, on my road in the campus accommodation um, who's also, you know, doing law and sort of wants to walk to the campus because our halls were 20 minutes away from the campus. Um, and like two or three girls replied, um, who are now my best friends now. And it's just like, we literally just walked to uni together. That was it. And it was just like, we just like basically got it off from there. So it was like the first day really. Um, I remember us just walking in uh, to uni and it was for like, you know, the welcome to law talk. <laughs> and you know, this is what your next three years are gonna be like. Um, so yeah, it, it came quite easy in that sense. But I think one of the struggles is that no nobody really talks about how, um, so you've obviously spoken about how isolated you felt because you were living on your own, which is like totally understandable and almost, kind of predictable in a way do you know what I mean like if you do you know what I mean like if you're on your own then you're going to feel that way um but nobody then speaks about in halls how lonely that can be as well it's so weird you can be 
amongst so many people. So I was in a flat of seven, yet I felt so alone at times because you're just in that one room. And, you know, I, I had an ensuite as well. So like, I didn't really have to leave unless I wanted food. <laughs> 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 food and water, and that was about it. Um, so, you know, you can just feel so lonely when you're in that um, hall's room. And it's just, I don't really think anyone speaks about that because you know when people speak about going to university in that first year and the challenges you'll face everyone's like oh it'll be fine you'll make loads of friends uh, friends in freshers week and you know that's not the case for some people and even if it is so yeah I made brilliant friends in freshers week but similarly I still felt so alone at times throughout the year because you are so isolated and you know it's crazy when you think about um looking at the students now who are literally locked in their halls because there's been COVID outbreaks and you just think god like I felt alone when I could leave, let alone when you can't even leave. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, well, and, and it's funny too, because even uh, <laughs> even for me, like the, the people that I was friends with in first year, I'm not even really friends with anymore now. Like from first yeah. to second year, uh, or I guess kind of more third year, I guess. I mean, not like I got bad feelings towards any of those people or anything like that, but you just, you know, you just kind of do different things and, right. and yeah. you job. So it was kind of funny because then going into, um, yeah, I mean, I guess going into second year, it was, or yeah, I guess more third year, but second year too, it was kind of like shit. So all the work that I did to, to meet people, I got to like do it over again. Cause it's like, you know, it just, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you don't really think about that type of stuff and, and you know, it, it's hard putting yourself out there. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's, um, you got to have a lot of courage to, mm. to, you know, and, and obviously like everybody kind of knows that with, uh, you know, like dating, right? Like if you ever want to ask somebody out or anything like that, like there's that obvious, like, you know, there's TV shows written on that. Right. I mean, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the classic, you know, dilemma, right. Where like, Oh yeah. yeah. But people, I don't think, think about it in the sense that, you know, just meeting new new friends is is something that you really have to make a conceited effort to uh, to to do. You know, it doesn't come easy. You got you got to go and get it, and that can be tough, right? Yeah. Oh my god, completely. I think you think you know you've sorted out your friends in first year, <laughs> and I think it's just because you think you know this is just uni. It's all one big three years, if that makes sense. Mm. But it's actually not, and I think that's what we're getting at. You know, there's so many unique sort of challenges to each year um you know just because you you sorted out a friendship group in first year you know you grow and develop as a person and you're you're ultimately building your network of people around you and it's, it's always going to get bigger and then sort of get smaller again once you know you know who's your type of person sort of thing so yeah it's always constantly putting yourself out there um but I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can say the same like you're glad that you did because I'm you know I've got so many sort of good friends from uni now who I don't necessarily have to speak to for a couple of weeks but I know that they'll be there when I need them or when um, you know vice versa sort of thing um and it's so nice sort of hearing about people now like what people are getting up to what they've done since they've graduated and stuff like that and yeah I'm really glad that we did put ourselves out there because yeah it's so nice to have that network yeah exactly and and it's kind of funny because you know um I started the podcast uh, before uh, COVID. I remember you talking about it in the common yeah. room. So. <laughs> well, I mean, when did we uh, when did we all leave for the COVID? Was it like March? 
It was like March the 11th or 12th, if you want to be exact. (laughs) I was saying that too. I'm like, I feel like it was, yeah. And, um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's kind of funny because obviously everybody's different, right? When it comes to friends and, and whatever else, right? Personal life, everybody's got their, their own thing. And, and one of the really interesting things was that, uh, with the podcast, at least one of the things that I've been finding, um, is that I kind of have like, I got like four friends, you know, that are like close. And then obviously you got people that are, you know, friends, but you know, just not the same, you know, so many people who listen to this right now, they'll be like, fuck me, I thought it was your friend, you know, but you know, <laughs> those people are good. Those people are good. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean, right? It, that you, you kind of, you, you start to, um, I think you kind of, I think it's more about pri- you, you learn to prioritize better or more mm-hmm. efficiently. I feel like, and I mean, I guess the hope is that that's just a maturity thing in general. Um, But I think certainly, you know, the experiences of of university and and meeting different people kind of shapes you in in that sense. And one of the things that I've noticed, and I guess now with COVID in particular, is that the nice thing, at least with me, is that while I don't have a lot of um, friends, you know, currently, one of the really interesting things is that the people that I meet through the podcast, they're really interesting. Well, they're people that I like or people that I'm interested in at the very least. And yeah. so it, it gives you a good opportunity to start building relationships with people that you wouldn't normally, you know, like the people that I've met on the podcast, there's no way I would ever meet these people in any other way. It's just the nature of, they're also a lot older than me, you know, like they're, they're established people, you know, they're successful, yeah. right? I'm just some, you know, fucking 24 year old who graduated from you, you know, it doesn't mean nothing, right? You're just starting. And it's kind of interesting because I, I think you get to, um, it's just interesting to see how people react to that diff- to that change, right? And, and how, what people decide to focus on. And one of the things that I really noticed in that sense was the, the change from uh, second to third year. Cause I got to say second year for me, for whatever reason, is just a blur. Like I don't really have a lot of, um, there's not a lot of distinctive memories that, that kind of jump out at me about second year. I don't know. Maybe that's just yeah. my, my shitty memory or whatever, but, <laughs> um, definitely third years when it's just really interesting to see how it's interesting, like how personally you adapt to that. And it's also really interesting to see how other people, like just observing other people and, and what they do and, and how they react to that. But for yeah. um, third year, um, well, actually, we'll start with second year. I don't really remember second year, but how was your second year? <laughs> My second year, it's, it's, I, I could say the same as you, really. Okay, Such, uh, it went so quickly. Um, in, because in second year, I was doing so much sort of career-related stuff that if I was everywhere. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember... Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't actually have any social memories from yeah. second year. I, I I know I went out once on a night out and it was great. And that was it. <laughs> That's all I remember. Um, it was just, yeah, I was doing a lot of like career related stuff, like um, application processes and things like that. And ultimately like second year is when I actually got my graduate job. So it, I remember second year in that sense, like it was so monumental to me in, in that sort of sense. But I think second year is such a weird one. So there is definitely a jump from first year. 
um, really, really noticeable. Um, and I think you've really got to get used to that and quite quickly. I think the lecturers expect so much more of you um, without even almost, <laughs> they, don't, they don't necessarily tell you, you know, how to make that jump. You've got to figure it out yourself. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably why it was such a blur because you are, you're doing the same thing that you were doing last year. You're doing it in a different way and to a different standard. And so you're just scrambling to, you know, get your work together and just keep on top of stuff. And so I, I think that's, yeah, that's ultimately my second year. I just remember scrambling. There was just so much to do and so little time and you had to grow so much as a person as well. And it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's really funny because um, recently um, I've met a few people who are in uh, business and yeah. uh, economics. So arts, but not law. And I, I haven't really met anybody. Um, I met a few science people, um, but nobody else really in the arts. And one of the funny things is that when you talk about the law program to other people who are not in law, they just look at you like, are you like serious? Like that's what is going on. And one of the things I'm glad that you pointed out was I think for me, the difference between first and second year, my problem is that they is not the jump to second year. I think it's the reverse problem. I think they expect too little of you in the first year. I feel like the, the first year bar should be a little bit, cause like to, to me at least, first year was easier than my graduating, uh, than grade 12 for me, so high school. So the year I graduated high school. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, this is no, like, genuinely, I mean, I, I really was like, high school was a lot harder than this. And then you go to second year and it's like five times as difficult. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, we're just going to go from, from A to Z in one jump. So yeah. that was, um, that was kind of frustrating because it was like, and you know, the thing that people don't understand and, and, and like what you said too, is that it's such a blur. It goes by so fast that I mean, a semester is what, three months, three and a half months. Yeah. I mean, yeah, literally like 11 weeks, I think. Yeah. And if, if you fall behind, you are done. Mm. If you fall behind two, three weeks, you're not looking good. And that yeah. can be, obviously then that just compounds the, the stress, right? You know, then, then you're dealing with, you know, multiple things, but for just from you, from the, the networking side, um, obviously it worked out really well because then you got your, your job out of it. So it worked out quite well, but in the process of that, did you, um, did you ever have that feeling like, you know, shit, like, I don't know if, if this is what I should like, did you ever have a feeling like, man, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or, or did you kind of, cause it must've been stressful. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, everything is stressful. Right. But certainly, yeah. you know, going through something like that, um, but anyway, I don't want to put words in mouth. But yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, it's essentially what you said. You know, I think everyone feels like that. That you know, you're doing networking wrong. Um, I can remember the first one I went to, and it was actually the environmental one that I was talking about. And um, so it wasn't, you know, you weren't going there um, trying to get a job. So that that made it a little bit easier. But you were going there to build contacts, and obviously contacts essentially get you into doors. You know, I hate that phrase. Right? It's it's not about you know what you know it's who you know but it, it, it is it really is like, I think if you can build good rapport with people and good connections then you know that shows that you can be a really good colleague in the future 
um and work really well with clients so it's so important so um but yeah like going back to the sort of first networking session I went to it was just it was it was crazy I just remember sort of trying to jump in in conversations and just trying to say you know really intellectual things and you know <laughs> I think you realize after you go to a few of them you realize that actually you know it's not about just saying certain little things here and there and dropping like nuggets of information it's just it's just about building rapport with someone and just having a good conversation and something that you're passionate about as well like you know if you're at one of these events um specifically law related as well you're clearly interested in law and you're interested in what it was like before what it's like now what it's going to be like in 10 years time so I, I suppose it's just having those conversations so it's a gut instinct though the whole time you think you're doing it wrong but you're clearly doing it right if you're managing to build connections and build like real rapport, you know, not just people that, you know, you just think, oh, that was really nice to meet them, but you never talk to them again. You know, these are people that you still are connected with nowadays. Yeah, hundred percent. And one of the, um, obviously, I mean, you're, you're social, like even now, you're like, you're, you know, you're comfortable, right? Like you, you fit right in doing all that stuff. But when it comes to um, networking in general, did you kind of just go the trial by fire? Like, I'm just going to improve by just constantly uh, exposing myself to different networking events. Did you, or did you do a lot of, um, did, like, did you read any stuff? Like, okay, this is how to get into rapport. Like, what was your, um, what was your process like for those? Yeah, I, I definitely did a bit of both. I'd say a lot of it was just exposure. So just putting myself into situations like, you know, bearing in mind I come from the South Coast, um, I don't really go to London a lot. Um, so when I was so close to London and going to all these networking events in London, like just going to London was scary to me, let alone actually just, <laughs> you know, doing the networking. So I think it was just, I was just throwing myself into these events um, and just, I think you have to it's a mindset so you go in and you think you know what everybody feels exactly the same everybody is worrying about what they're going to say the impression that they'll make and things like that so I it was definitely like the more that I checked myself into it the more I realized that you know you just have to be natural and not robotic um and just be really authentic that's just what people want to see they, they don't want any fake and you can spot fake in networking by a mile and it's not good to watch like it's it's really uncomfortable <laughs> to watch like fake conversations. So, you know, nobody wants that. Um, but yeah, I read a lot. I, I use, there's so many resources online to help with networking. Um, and do you know what? The uni was quite good as well because they put on a networking event. Um, I think it was around February time of second year. Um, and that was with Surrey alumni. So you just, that was a really good one to practice at because they know how you feel. So you felt, reassured because they've been in the exact same shoes as you and you're just saying oh you know it's, it's okay and I, I actually did get a couple of work placements out of that because I just was so much more relaxed and natural that it just conversations just flowed and you know and then when you sort of um go back to that person say a couple of days later and you say it was great to speak to you um and then they end up offering you something because they genuinely just liked how natural you were and they liked you as a person and I think I think that's the key to networking it's just you know it's just, yeah being yourself I've said it so many times but it, I can't say it enough like that is literally what it is well and so when you went to these networking events by yourself did you just go 
yeah yeah most of the time it was by myself um I yeah there were so many times I would finish a lecture and then I would just run to the train station and you know it's only half an hour to London and just go um and then my partner would sort of like sometimes come and meet me afterwards um because this was all in the winter as well so it was you know freezing cold and you're having to dress up really smart for these networking events and um trips to London but um yeah by myself I, I I'm quite independent so I, I do a lot of things by myself and I I hate people doing things for me so I would hate to ask someone to come with me because like you know it's, it's my responsibility like I can go do it myself sort of thing now yeah yeah uh, like just hearing you say that like I'm getting a little bit anxious like for <laughs> real because I mean, even, even do, okay, for this podcast, like we're friends, so I wasn't too stressed, but I mean, pretty much every podcast, well, no, every podcast I do pretty much takes me about 20 minutes of just like psyching myself up to, to get the anxiety down to then yeah. hop on camera and do these podcasts. So I can't, like, I honestly can't even imagine being that much younger you know, I at least have the, the luxury of being, I got a bit of experience under my belt, but being that young and going in person to, to events where you don't like you are, man, talk about throwing yourself in the deep end. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, that's very impressive. I have to say like, it's because oh, there's, no there's no way. I, I don't think I would have been able to, no way, no way, man. That's crazy. That's so ballsy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I, like, I don't know you don't really think that at the time though I just think I just wanted you know to be a solicitor so bad that I just thought I, I don't know I just I just did but there was I think you know I can resonate with what you're saying so you get anxious before there were so many times when I would come home from those events and just break down into tears because I was just yeah. you know I thought I had done something wrong so it's that thing of you know what you said you know you have you done the networking right and I'd break down into tears to my partner and I'd just say you know like I I messed it up you you know I tried to be sort of myself and just try to be authentic and just have a conversation but I was stuttering you know I couldn't I was mincing my words things like that and I oh, I remember actually coming home from the university one and I was just like everybody's so much better at networking than me <laughs> yeah. but you know it, it works out I think it's just about having it's about having confidence but just you know, you're always going to have those things in the back of your head saying that you're not good enough. So it's just that balance, really, of just confidence and just putting that, you know, I'm not good enough to bed for a second and that like imposter syndrome and just, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like, it's just so funny because, <laughs> you, know, hey, you know, you also have to be able to laugh at, at your suffering and other people's suffering a little bit too. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, because I, you know, I, I can, I can, relate to that feeling right but that's um I just I really enjoy listening to um like people's process so the fact that you know you would go and I, I mean I love the fact that you said like you know you just wanted it so bad that you're yeah. like yeah I'll put up with this for now and then the funny thing is then after you do it then that's when oh <laughs> that, that's when all this stuff kind of comes out but it's just it's you often hear about that um, it, with athletics. That's a really common thing for athletes is that they, they can put the anxiety away, perform, and then on that come down, when that adrenaline goes away, then that's when like the whole, the oh shit factor 
kind of bubbles up, right? But yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure it never happened. But did you actually ever have a negative experience? Because like obviously you would come back thinking, oh, I messed it up. But did you ever, or was that all in your own head? Because I imagine, I imagine I was pretty much in your own head, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've never really had a sort of disastrous networking. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I have, but it's just, yeah, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best version of myself. So if there's one slight thing where I'm like, right, I've messed it up, then, you know, that is when the waterworks start. And I think, I think that was it, you know, and that's something that I have struggled with all throughout university as well. You know, the exams that we did in January this year I mean sorry just a side note but how crazy is it that we did that was January but that feels like years ago because that was pre-COVID um but yeah I remember coming home from those exams and just bursting into tears and I was like you know I've messed it up um yeah so I definitely do sort of get probably the anxiousness come out afterwards you know I, I can put myself in the game and do it and then I reflect afterwards and I've, I've almost got this like morphed vision sometimes of like, I remember things differently to how they were. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I think it's just, I think that's uni though. You can be so hard on yourself sometimes because as we were saying beforehand, like people expect so much of you um, and you've, you're always, you've always got to be on point to deliver. So when you, there's an, any doubt in your mind that you don't, you just, you, you can crack and you just think oh, I've messed it up and you've lost your chance at something. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, I remember after, I won't say the exam, but I, I remember after a particular exam in uh, January that a lot of people uh, had a tough time with. And I remember, yeah. uh, I remember we talked for like 30 seconds after one exam. And uh, yeah, it was, we, yeah, we were both pretty pissed about what happened. But, um, but, you know, and I think that's the thing too, is that that shit does happen is that you can prepare, you can do all the, you can do everything right. And then you show up on the exam day or at court or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, something doesn't go your way and it's different than what you expected. Or, you know, I mean, certainly with, with me, there were a couple exams that stand out where it was like, what we were told was one thing. And then you walk into the exam and you're looking at the exam going, yes, yeah, doesn't look right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then the stress comes up right but mm -hmm. um <laughs> yeah I, you know one of the criticisms that I I had as much as I I mean the, the whole university experience um with Surrey I mean I, I got totally positive I mean I, I wouldn't really even the negative stuff I wouldn't change anything I, I loved pretty much everything um but I mean I got my criticism still because I can't help myself but uh, one of the things that I that bothered me kind of related to what you were saying is that um, at least I, I felt that in certain, I felt that on multiple occasions, part, particularly with third year, the expectations um, versus, well, just what we were told and then the expectations, two different things. And that really bothered me particularly with the second semester when then we were all at home and then we're still expected to perform at the same level that was never really you know oh you know it's you know we'll take that into consideration eh, none of that shit was taken into, 
I can look at those marks and I can tell you right now, none of that was taken into consideration. But did you find that problematic? Like the difference between expectations and then the, uh, the, the stark reality? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it all comes down to like what we were saying. There's just so much growing up that you have to do at the same time. And I think I think maybe that's what it was. It was just that there was high expectations, but you know, every year of uni, you're prepared um, sorry, you are sort of they want you to fill in the gaps even more than you did the last year. So, you know, we thought second year was hard and then you get into third year and it's just, you, you have to almost guess what they want you to do <laughs> sometimes. And I, I completely, I'm the same, like, you know, I found it such a positive experience, but that it was tough. And, you know, it was really, really tough with COVID on top of that. Um, but I'm so, in a way, I'm so grateful for that experience now because I think I've grown up and learn so much more just doing semester two in lockdown than I have throughout the whole you know time at university I think that was like the making of sort of who I am now I suppose and you know again that would change in five years time I'm sure it'll be really different to how I am now but like I'm really grateful for that learning process as difficult as it was. Yeah I, I kind of feel the same way because the, the way I kind of describe it to people is my threshold for pain is a lot higher you know, not just physical, right? Physical pain's easy, but dealing with, you know, emotions and, and stress like that. Oh yeah. My, my, uh, my capacity to, to take a beating is a lot higher now after, <laughs> after that third year. Holy shit. But you yeah. know, it's funny because one of the things that I noticed, which is my criticism about law in general, is that it seemed like the only people who did well were the people who were just, and we know who these people are, is just law people. The most one-dimensional, you know, just that they can do, the, the, the equivalent that I, always, uh, that I always draw it to is practice players. So these are the guys on your team who they're studs in practice. And then when the game happens, they're nowhere to be found. And that's kind of how I think about those people is that, yeah, they're great law students, but they're not going to be great lawyers because they're, they're so one-dimensional. They're, they're bookworms. You know, you, you can't just be, being a bookworm might make you successful at, at university itself, but what about after, you know? And, and then I feel like I think that I think it was Mark Twain or someone who said, don't let education interfere uh, or don't let schooling interfere with your education. One of those guys said that, right? But I, I feel like that's really appropriate because it's like, yeah, what see what you were doing with the networking to me, that is like, that should be the standard. Like that should be something that people are, they, that should be something that the university should really um, kick people in the ass about. Because I feel like that is so important and the amount of life lessons, like you pointed out, that you get from those experiences is so valuable. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I just, I don't know why. I think it's, I don't even know whether it's a university-wide issue or whether it's just because before you go to university, you're told that you, you're going to university to get your degree. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, unless you've got an influence and or an inspiration in your life and somebody's saying you know make the most of all your opportunities like you know mine was my stepdad and he was telling me that the entire time 
if I hadn't had that, I probably would have just, you know, stuck my head down. Don't get me wrong. I was in books quite a lot of the time, <laughs> but I, I found it so important, you know, especially in my second year when I was trying to create, create a future career for myself that, you know, you're not going to get that career just out of books and just out of being intelligent or passing exams. Um, you know, you, you've actually got to be a person, <laughs> yeah. Do you know, what I mean? you know, and, and it comes back to what I said about being a well-rounded individual. Had I gone to a different university, I don't think I would have been as well-rounded as I am. And, you know, as I said, like I still do a lot of studying, but I know how important other things are. So, um, you know, where I'm at now, for example, I'm a mentor for a couple of people because I was mentored and I know how important that was. And, you know, I could just this year, I could just say, right, I'm just going to focus on the law and just do it all, which don't get me wrong. A lot of my time and focus is on passing this course. But similarly, you know, I need to still ensure that I'm building myself as a person and I'm doing that through, you know, mentoring other people and still taking on, you know, people are still mentoring me, you know, like people at the firm I'm going to, um, who I'm in contact with, they're telling me, you know, advice that they wish they had known before they had started their training and things like that. And, you know, I, yeah, I just think that is so important. And, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but it's just, (laughs) but it's just like, yeah, you can't, just be so one-dimensional as you're saying and I, I do think it's just an issue that you're just not told before you go to university you are just told you know you're there to learn and that's it and I don't think that there's that much of an emphasis on getting involved in opportunities because people are so worried about taking time away from their studies that you know if they take time away and prioritize something else that they'll fail and that shouldn't be the worry that you've got you know we should have been told before we went to university that you know you, it's, you've got to find that balance because yeah as you say you're not going to get a job out of just the degree you've got you've got to have life experience as well I'm really glad you said that because um I definitely the the culture of law now again I don't like I I, I say that very generally I don't really know anybody who's gone to a different law school here or back home. So my experience with people is like the 200 people in our class and however many people you knew in in the different years. But just based off of that sample size, that is one of the things that I think is uh, very toxic about the the culture is that if I don't, because I've heard people say exactly what you said, if I don't, uh, you know, dedicate all my time to studying, I'm going to fail. Like, it's not like I'm not going to do well. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to like barely get by. And that fear is very real for a lot of people. And I know I've felt that way at times and I'm sure you have too, but I, you know, I don't really know where that comes from. It's just kind of one of those things that you just kind of start hearing or that you start feeling. But I mean, I kind of, I don't know if you can answer this question, but you know, I don't know, like, do you kind of, did you get a a sense of where that feeling comes from? Or is that just kind of, because it just seems like a a bit of an innate part of the culture, the the law culture, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's such a law thing, isn't it? Um, 
because when I say it to my friends on other degrees to say if I was um, when I was at uni and even now you know I can say oh you know if I don't do this I'm literally gonna fail Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like you won't fail don't be silly you'll pass and it's like no (laughs) I really no no like you don't understand (laughs) and I, I think I don't know why it is I don't know where that feeling comes from I think it is quite external I think it comes you know if we didn't have all of these external influences and influences saying you know law degrees are prestigious Mm. like you know when you go to somebody I've got a law degree or well now we do which is quite cool to say but even at the time when you were saying you know I'm studying for a law degree they're like wow that's insane you must you know no social life for you and I think it's because of that that you get that feeling you're god you're like oh god like I I can't do anything else otherwise I am actually going to fail (laughs) I don't know how true that actually is um yet to work that one out but (laughs) It's not. <laughs> I, can tell you, I can tell you with certainty. I, uh, yeah, I was doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you pointed out something. Um, actually, I don't even think I had it on my notes, but I, I don't know why. I, I must have forgot. But mentorship. Um, so I, uh, I don't know if, if you would have done it either, but in third year, did you um, uh, sign up to do the, the mentoring? through the uh, law society? I actually didn't in third year, no, no. So your experience with mentor, so your experience as being a mentor, we'll start with that. Um, well, actually, let me ask you something. Um, I can edit this out if you, cause I didn't, I didn't ask you before. We talked about it last time, but if you want, I can edit this out and it's not a big deal. But um, in preparing for this podcast with you, I, uh, I went to Instagram and because uh, you had a, um, I guess like a, basically like a, a mentoring kind of account, Instagram yeah. account, yeah. and um, which was excellent, by the way. Like I, I really enjoyed seeing your posts. It was really good stuff. I really liked it. <laughs> and then in preparing for the podcast, I went to look for it and it wasn't there. So I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, she definitely took it down. Um, but if you don't want to answer the question, that's fine. But um, the question is, um, what's the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, obviously we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but um, yeah, it's a funny one because mentoring is so important to me. And like I said, you know, I was mentored myself um, and I take a lot of inspiration from people externally. And I think we all do, you know, we, we all need to have outside influences in order to, you know, strive towards our motivations and goals, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, but uh, yeah I so I had an account that I was just you know posting um I think it was like two times a week I was you know like a Monday and Thursday I was posting um on different topics around sort of yeah like mentoring in law um networking in law just just all of those things that you know people never re- you don't really get told it at university it's one of those things you kind of have to work out for yourself um so if you are looking to go into the legal industry there's just so many things that are expected of you um so like networking and mentoring is you know two of the big ones um yeah and I actually took it down because um so as much as I do networking and mentoring still especially mentoring um yeah I have like one main mentee who is has been my mentee since the start of the pandemic um because that's when the organization that I do it for that was when they um set up but then I have like um a few other people on LinkedIn who will just message me sort of every now and then and we'll have mentoring calls 
So that's like still really cool. I absolutely love doing that. But yeah, I, I took the account down because it was sort of just, you know, and I said it to you, it was it was mental health related. It's, you know, mentoring is so, so important. But you really, I think this is the law thing as well, because like we said, there's so many opportunities, but sometimes you just need to learn to say no for your own sort of sanity and well-being because there's so much that you can get yourself involved with and so much that you can do to give to other people and I, I love giving like you know I am that person at Christmas that absolutely loves like giving presents and watching people open them as opposed to receiving them and it's the same with mentoring I love mentoring and that's why I still do it now but I shut the account down because it was just getting uncontrollable like so many people and I'm, I'm so grateful that they messaged me but so many people were asking for my help and you know it gets to a point where you're helping so many people but you're not helping yourself and you know it, it can seem really controversial to say that but I think it's something that you have to be honest about you know if you're not looking out after yourself and not recharging your batteries how on earth are you meant to produce and give out to other people um so yeah that's essentially why I shut it down and I now just my mentoring is much more focused um and I think the mentees that I have really understand where I'm coming from as well. When I, um, you know, they've asked, you know, oh, you shut your account down. And I, I'm honest about it. And I'm just, you know, I just say I had to put myself first. And I think when you take the context as well as um, when I actually deleted it. So I deleted it in maybe August. We just come out of a pandemic. Well, we're still in one, but we just come out of like the first wave of the pandemic. And it was crazy. And I think, you know, as we were saying beforehand, we did, we finished our degrees in a lockdown with virtually no support really whatsoever. It was just us on our own trying to do it to get this thing up on the wall. <laughs> um, and I really needed to just sort of recover from that. And I was so, I love helping other people, but I was just helping too much. And that sounds really bad, but I just needed to take the time to recover. So, no, yeah. no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I'm keeping an eye on the time, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. But yeah, um, yeah, no yeah, it, it's definitely one of those things. Um, I, uh, I, I actually did uh, mentorship when I was in high school. So, um, and I loved it. So, uh, since, since like 17, 18, um, I, I really, I think so there was a, a couple people in particular one, one girl in particular that I still uh, in frequent contact with and we get along great and um, yeah and that was how I met uh, these couple people through this mentorship thing and it is super rewarding to see I mean again like we're both young too so it's like what what we're giving to people younger than us is like, you know, we, we hope we're doing the right thing, but you know, we're limited because we're learning too. Like you pointed that out, like we also, we're kind of in the middle. So we look up to the people who mentor us and then we kind of do our thing for the people that we mentor. Right. And um, hopefully you give them good information. Right. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's the hope. Right. And it, it, it's super, well, you know, and when you start reading about, um, just all this I mean the the psychological uh, literature on this is super deep if anybody wants to um, if anybody wants to, to look into it but uh, altruism um, very interesting concept um, but certainly the the feeling that you get from successfully <laughs> we'll say that from successfully mentoring somebody is so rewarding and you learn a lot too by teaching you learn twice because you gotta learn it yourself and then you you, you learn it again by teaching 
And um, but that's, I, I'm really happy that you pointed it out because that is definitely the, the dark side of, well, and, and even now with COVID, we're actually seeing a lot of issue, mental health issues with uh, hospital workers because they're out there helping people, they're doing their job and it's extremely stressful, but what's their outlet? You know, they don't have, yeah. one, you know, and, and that's pretty, I mean, I got to say like, you're, I mean, you're a go-getter. So, I mean, I'm actually not surprised that, that you did it, but that is really gutsy for you to, you know, be like, Hey, like I'm not doing well. So I gotta be, I gotta be firm and, and say, Hey, I gotta take a, a break away from this and I gotta get myself right. And then I'm sure, like, I'm sure your idea is that hopefully you'll go back to doing that one day or, or maybe things will change and you do something a little bit different, but it's not like you, you walk away from it completely. It's just like, we got to recharge and, and refuel mm -hmm. and, and get back at it. Yeah, it's exactly that. I think, you know, I've just got one, oh, not even a year, 10 months of education left. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it's, it's crazy. And I, I have to pass this course in order to start my job. So it's kind of just like, yeah, I, I wasn't great. Like I didn't, I struggled a lot doing that degree in lockdown. And then, yeah, so I took the, you know, I just said, no, I'm not doing it anymore to that extent anyway. Um, and, you know, shut down the account to recover. And I, I feel a lot better now, but I definitely miss it. Um, so I don't know whether I would go back to it after, you know, I finished my education in the same form, but there's definitely, you know, <laughs> law has good and bad sides, um, as we've obviously established through this, but the, one of the really good sides is that are so many sort of junior lawyers um, divisions, um, which are run by the Law Society, and they give you the opportunity to, you know, like be a member and then help you know, junior lawyers help people who are going into their training, things like that. So I think I definitely go down something like that, like a route like that. So like really specific to the legal industry, obviously. Um, but yeah, because I, I miss it so much. And, you know, I only there's only really like maybe four or five people I regularly mentor at the moment. Whereas in comparison, I have my account, <laughs> which is still a lot. But um, when I had my account, you know, I was speaking to so many people um, and at all different times of the night, but <laughs> that's essentially why I deleted it because it was at all different times of the night and you just, you know, yeah, like we've been saying, you just cannot give out if you have nothing to give. And I, I, I didn't even think of that with the sort of, you know, the all the doctors and nurses on the front line at the moment, like it's crazy. Like they, they don't have an outlet at all. At least I can step away from it and say, you know, I'm not doing it anymore and I'm going to focus on a minority of mentees and focus on my sort of education, but they literally can't step back from it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, yeah, because I, I was talking to somebody um, who's working in that field. So it was, uh, it was very interesting to talk to him about that. And that'll be on the podcast too, actually. That, that's coming out. <laughs> but um, now when you, um, I don't know why I just thought of this, but kind of an odd question, but um when you stepped away from uh or, or when you kind of well actually that sounds negative when you readjusted your priorities they, yeah that's a good way to <laughs> when you did that um did that change how you um looked to your mentors did that was there was there any effect and did that change at all or was it kind of unrelated yeah definitely um so a good example actually is last week I was just picking my um, elective choices for the second semester 
And I spoke to a couple of solicitors at the firm um, that I'll be going to, and they, you know, when I sent them the message, I was so conscious of putting at the end, like, do not worry about getting back to me about this ASAP. You know, there's absolutely no rush. Like, I appreciate that you're busy, you know, you're juggling law, law firm, usual stuff, which is busy. And then you're juggling, you know, just living in whatever restrictions, you know, like they say, obviously we're all in different restrictions at the moment, which is just difficult enough to deal with. Um, so I'm definitely more self-aware of, you know, other people's time, um, but also, on that as well I don't necessarily with my mentors I don't necessarily jump to ask them things straight away oh I, I definitely more so just I think about things a lot more myself now and if I can it might take an hour longer than it would if I just asked the mentor but if I can work it out you're going to learn so much more from you know taking initiative yourself than if you were to just ask someone the question straight away so I think it all yeah it all comes down to like time and I just yeah I've recognized that people you know everyone's really busy and everyone's really stressed and so yeah I think it has changed my sort of outlook on how I view my mentors as well. Just to kind of get specific a little more specific because I like what you said there when um, so is it just simply a matter of rather than um, because you know I feel like that that definitely is uh, probably I don't know I'll throw this theory out there We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely feel like it certainly is something that younger people experience where it's the ability to just punch a question into your phone and you can find the answer like that. I feel like we tend to maybe instead of kind of just figuring it out for ourselves, we'll just go to as an external, either a, a Google engine or another person and just be like, hey, you give me the answer. Um, so now just based on what you were saying there, is it just a matter of you just kind of, you're just being a little bit more independent? So rather than that first instinct to reach out, you just go, okay, like I'll go check it out a little bit myself. And then if I need to, then that's when I'll reach out. I just wanna be sure. I yeah that's exactly it yeah I think it's just like you say we're so used to just be, being able to get instant answers um through no fault of our own obviously we're just mm. the generation that has grown up with that sort of technology available to us um but yeah and I think a lot of it is also to do with the course that I'm on at the moment um it's so different to uni in the sense that you know I, I would just ask a lecturer a question yeah. the moment I don't understand I'm like yeah you know like can I ask the question you know I'll, I'll just get it over and done with straight away but now they have very much set the precedent that you know you need to work out yourself like this tour is um, this course sorry is basically self-taught they you just go to uni to consolidate it almost and put it into practice just with supervision um so like it's definitely that's also taught me to you know be more independent and just find out things for myself because yeah it's just I, I don't want to be that person who it's really good to ask questions but I would never want to be that person in the workplace that as soon as they get stuck they won't do it for themselves and they just straight away are pestering other people when everybody else has their own pressures and situations that they're dealing with and problems they're also trying to work out themselves yeah that that's a really good way of looking at it because I def and I'm uh guilty of that well I, we're all guilty of that but but I I catch myself um certainly uh yeah, I'll tell you about a couple of those after, but um, I've certainly caught myself where 
Yeah, you, you, your immediate um, response is to uh, be like, hey, you know, get, be like you know, someone else, tell me the answer to this. But you don't realize like, okay, no, that person is a person. They got stress. They have priorities. They got things that they got to get done before they can deal with you. So if you're going to go bug somebody, it better be good. <laughs> yeah, 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 just the threshold of, um, I think just the threshold needs to be higher. Um, but seems like you kind of got that figured out too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a learning process, isn't it? But yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, you just can't, I just don't, I didn't want to be that person. And I really realized how much I was at uni sometimes. Like as soon as I was stuck, it would just be like, I'd ask a lecture and it's just like, they must have so many questions a day because I'm not the only person that would like that. <laughs> That's fair so, enough. Yeah. And I want to ask you, I, I'm curious about this. Um, yeah, sorry, just checking on the time. But um, so obviously you, um, you have uh, people who mentor you who are sort of in, we'll say in your sphere, right? We'll say that. Um, do you have people that you look to uh, that you look up to who you would consider uh, mentors, but people that you don't actually know? Like, do you kind of have those role models that are, you know, because I mean, I have my list. I mean, I, I'm always funny. My list is short and people always laugh at mine because they're like, what? That's <laughs> really interesting. Yeah. I'll share it after. But, um, but yeah, I'm just kind of curious about that. Like, is there anybody that you, and again, like can be like famous people or whoever, but just is that something that that you find is is useful to you? Yeah, um, my ones are quite weird actually. So if you're going to say completely not law related, yeah. then um, I've you know I've I've always danced since I was like little. So my probably biggest role models are um, prima ballerinas in the um, Royal Ballet School and things like that, and like the you know p people that you would so I. I'm so sad that like obviously everything's shut at the moment but I um normally like once or twice a year I love going to the opera house in Covent Garden um and going there to watch ballets and stuff like that and they're the people I look up to like there's a few um people there's one one person called Lauren I actually can't remember her name now her last <laughs> name, but she, she's incredible she's um like one of the principals there and it, I think it's really nice and refreshing to have role models. Like I have a lot in law um, and like a lot, like there's obviously so many people you can look up to and um, whether that be your lecturers and um, people that you're gonna be working with in the future or just anybody else. But I think I look to the ballerinas more in some ways because that, that you know, that's, they, they represent everything that you want to be, you know, like there's physical determination, there's mental determination. There's, there's just so many, like they have so many key attributes and stuff like that and it's just, yeah, like a funny example is that when I applied for my training contract, um, I think there was a question and it was like, if you looked up to anybody the most, um, whether it be famous, um, like a famous person, a literature character, anyone like that, who would it be and why? And I used um, the Lauren Dancer as an example because I was just like, you know, she she is incredible. She, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it and I'm not really getting my words out right, but it's just like, I think you can probably say the same about athletes in general. They have they have everything. They need everything in order to be good at what they're doing. Um, whereas perhaps in other jobs, like you might just use your mind a bit more and you don't use your physical body or mm. vice versa. You just use your physical body and not your mind. And it's just like they 
athletes have it all. And I just, I just look up to that so much. I just think it's absolutely incredible. Like they can literally do it all. And I, I wish that I could, but you can take from, you know, key achievements that, that they've got and think, you know, how are they dealing with the pressures of using everything they've got? And how can you implement that into your work life? Or, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. I just, I just um, now I guess the ballet is the, the what you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually do it too much anymore. Um, you know, we were talking about good and bad sides of law. That is something that got taken away. <laughs> you know, there's only so many hours in a day and it's just like law does need a lot of time dedicated to it. So at the moment, I don't really get to do it. And COVID doesn't really help with that either. Um, but I suppose that goes back to like work life balance, doesn't it? You know, eventually I want to be in a position where I can say I can use it to turn off from law and everything like that um but you know with covid going on it's just difficult at the moment well you know know, it's priority too i mean you only got like you said uh, 10 months 10 months yeah you know what i mean it's like exactly you know get you know and and this will be the last time uh that you're getting like doing any type of education then right then work and you're good yeah pretty much um there's like a few courses that you have to pass in your training um but you know it's not like you're actually going to uni or anything like that yeah so yeah finish out your 10 months enjoy it you know what i mean and and then yeah i'm sure you would want to it's one of those things you know like you're you you got you got your shit together pretty good so i'm sure that you know if the opportunity presents itself you know i'm pretty confident that you would you know oh yeah definitely Yeah. yeah Yeah, no, I know. It's just, it's always interesting to hear um, just kind of who uh, people look up to, right? It, it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's, it's always something fun to, to talk about. Um, yeah. We've got a few minutes left, but um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say, um, I guess we could probably just wrap it up here, to be honest. I, I, don't, I actually don't even... I started my timer late, so I'm like, oh God, I actually don't know what, how long, but we've been going for over and yeah well over an hour I, I don't know specifically but yeah yeah whoops um but um <laughs> you know I just wanted to say um yeah thank you very much for doing this uh I had a lot of fun <laughs> you know, well and the funny thing was that we actually uh we were going to do this two weeks ago and then my wi-fi was down so then we, we couldn't do it <laughs> Fucking bullshit but um, it worked out it, it, was, it was fine yeah exactly uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just thank you so much for for being here. I, I, you know, you're very impressive. I have to say, it, it's definitely someone who. Um, it's really funny because, like, when I talk to you, I definitely don't. Um, like, if you said you're 25, 26, I'd be like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you, you're that you're so poised for for somebody who's who's you know so young. I mean, shit, you're crushing it. You are crushing it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. What I would do, get those few years back. Holy crap. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, it, it's uh, the, the really cool thing about the podcast is I, I get to talk to people, obviously, who are, like I said earlier, established, smart, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> and then, you know, I also get to talk to, um, you know, people who, who I know and, you know, I, I certainly learn a lot from, from these exchanges too. So it, it's, it's really, God, this fucking podcast, it's so much fun to do. You learn so much, <laughs> such a great time. 
but um, yeah, thank you for having me <laughs> yeah and we'll definitely have you back on too for sure i i know that yeah. when i uh when i go back home it'll be nice to uh well and i got you know i'm smart too i gotta maintain my contacts over here so there's uh, <laughs> yeah I, I think um definitely one of the uh just kind of like a closing thought i think if there's one thing that i could say to Kind of anybody in in university actually i wouldn't say law i just say definitely laws got the obvious application but but for anybody i'd say the biggest thing um which can be applied to your professional and personal lives and we'll we'll let people fill in the blanks on that one which is that i think people have to get you have to find out for yourself the things that you look for in other people and how do i explain this Basically, you want to know, how, you got to become a good hunter. I think that's the best way to describe it is that you have to become a good hunter and you have to, when you meet people and, and in meeting new people, I think you have to, you have to find your own way of developing a criteria where you can in your head go, I got to keep an eye on that person because, you know, one day, you know, that person's going to be, you know, you got to find the successful people. That's that's the long story. I'm trying I'm trying so hard to get these words out, but it's just not working. But I get what um, you're saying. Yeah. Definitely for you. Uh that's definitely why I wanted to have you on because you're certainly one of these people that I, I know. Uh and I know because I'm the same as you. So I know as soon as I say this, you're gonna be like, oh no, right? But there's definitely people that um, you know, you know the people who are gonna be successful and you and not just yeah, see, I know it. I called it. <laughs> I called it. That's right. But there's definitely people who are going to be super successful and not just personally, uh, not just professionally, but personally as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to have met you and, and that we kind of got to uh, sort of befriend each other a little bit, even though it was kind of a bit near the end of the degree there. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you're definitely somebody that I'm keeping my eye on because I know you're going to be doing a lot of really amazing things. And uh, so it's cool that you get to come on here and, and share all that stuff. Oh, no, thank you. I really appreciate that. I can say the same for you. Like, it'll be, it'll be so cool to see, you know, what your journey takes you on, especially when you're moving home as well. It'd be really cool to, like, be updated about that. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and I think for, for everybody, right, it's always, like, even as, as, I mean, I think I can speak for both of us, like, both of us sitting here right now, like, I'm sure that we both had a very different idea of what that would have looked like six months ago. So, mm -hmm. You know, I think it's important to just kind of, you know, uh, flow, flow with what's going on and, and just don't, don't, um, don't ease up, always be in attack mode, ready to jump on opportunities and meet new people and, you know, get after it just because there's a pandemic does not mean that you slow down. This is when you ramp it up because people got the time. Okay. So I think that's really important, but, um, exactly. yeah, that's just a long winded compliment. I think that's what that is. It's just a very clunky <laughs> way of saying that you're going to be doing a lot of awesome stuff in the future. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. And uh, I'm not sure how long this was, but it was great <laughs> having you on. And uh, I know it was, we go off on all our tangents and whatnot, but I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having you on um, probably do it. Well, I guess 10 months. Yeah, we'll we'll do one before um, we'll do one before you finish. Yeah, that's sure. cool. It'll be interesting yeah. to see kind of how uh, how how things have changed. But yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah.
thank you so much for doing this. It was great talking to you and nice to thank see you, you. too. Nice <laughs> actually, it's nice to see somebody. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind over here. But, um, but yeah, thanks again, Bethany. It was great talking. Thank you. <laughs>